everybody, welcome to this episode of the Fandom Report. I'm Kathy Mora, and I'm joined again by the lovely and amazing Trista. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Trista. Thank you again for joining us here again. Um, love having you on. And I'm sure if you're watching us on YouTube, everybody can tell that, of course, we are going to be talking about Daredevil once more. <laughs> um, so definitely, you know, spoiler alert for basically everything that has happened in phase four so far just to cover our bases and um i guess spoilers for um the whole daredevil series because it seems like now people are starting to watch it and catching up on it so just spoilers all around um but okay so trista because we kind of talked about this before but like not really face to face but when you saw charlie at last <laughs> officially in the mcu on the big screen just like tell me all about that i I, I know that we had our suspicions about Daredevil coming back. We had like our hopes and dreams about seeing him yes. in the MCU, but something about actually seeing him on screen and like on the big screen, mm -hmm. it was such a crazy experience for me. I remember I audibly gasped. <laughs> I went with my <laughs> friend and my friend like grabbed my arm because I had like, I was in shock and uh he knew that I was a big Daredevil fan and that I was really hoping to see Matt Murdock and I think we were both like absolutely stunned at the fact that he was actually in the movie mm -hmm. um and yeah I had it was an ethereal experience I had like an out-of-body experience <laughs> actually seeing him on screen it was it was insane actually being able to see him yeah like because I remember because I went with I went to see it with my mom and she's also a Daredevil fan and the moment that he kind of just slams his his stick right into the right into frame, I remember it's kind of something similar. I like grabbed my mom's arm. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and then it was like, I I don't know if it was like the same in your theater, but in my theater is definitely kind of like everybody was kind of holding back from like really cheering until like they showed his face. Mm -hmm. but it was like as as soon as I saw the stick I was like no it, it's him there's mm -hmm. like no other person it could be it has to be him and like Feige wouldn't mess with us that much <laughs> I know I was I was waiting for it to be a Ralph Boner situation and God. it's some other person with a cane I yes. that would have been horrible but yeah when when I saw the cane that's sort of when I knew and mm -hmm. in my theater people kind of like gasped at the cane and then the claps yeah, yeah. started coming. I was lucky. I know a lot of people said that uh, their theaters didn't know who Matt yeah. Murdock was and didn't have a reaction to it. Um, but I was lucky that we got some cheers for him. And I was definitely one of those people going crazy in the audience. Yeah. As well. I mean, because and we've talked about this before, but like it was Daredevil is just such an amazing show. And Charlie brought so much to the character. So it's such a relief to see that they're giving him his second shot. And I don't know if you've heard like all the rumors about how he's basically going to be like in every single Disney plus show from yeah. here on out. Yeah, I I he seems to be making a lot of cameos in the future. I know we don't mm -hmm. know too much about what's happening with Daredevil, but there's certainly yeah. a ton of rumors that we're getting him back kind of scattered throughout <laughs> a lot of other projects. Yeah, it kind it almost feels like, and I wonder if this is intentional, if he's going to be like the new phil colson almost where he yeah. has his cameos and then eventually you know he gets his his own show um which will you know be hopefully a daredevil season four instead of like uh or you know even a soft reboot is fine but mm -hmm. it, that kind of feels like they acknowledge just like how much love the fans had for him 
and especially mm-hmm. seeing how there's a, like a revival of interest, even with people who hadn't watched Daredevil previously. Like, I feel like everybody now in the MCU is like, well, might as well watch this show. And they're falling in love with it and realizing just how good it is. Yeah, I think I think that's been so awesome. Like after his cameo in No Way Home and after a lot of the rumors that we're going to be seeing more of him, the mm-hmm. fact that so many people are now being introduced to the show who haven't seen the show before, it has been yeah. so wonderful. I know there's been so much love on TikTok yeah. uh, specifically of people just falling in love with this character. And I'm so excited that like so many more people are now being introduced to him and the show and that we're going to have an even bigger audience supporting him when we get to see him in the MCU even more. Yes, yes. And if anything, it's definitely going to help convince Marvel to give him, you know, a bigger role. If they were planning on only doing cameos to definitely give him like a bigger role in future projects to give him a season four of Daredevil. um, Because we know he he loves the character so much and we love him as that character. So it's a win-win for everybody. Mm -hmm. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, another question. What were your thoughts? Because, again, this we kind of discussed it, um, you know, on, on like, uh, DMs and everything. But when you saw Kingpin in the Hawkeye finale, <laughs> so definitely, definitely not the Kingpin we're used to from Day yeah. of um, what, what, tell, tell me what you thought. I think, I mean, ultimately, I was really excited to see Vincent D'Onofrio come back as Kingpin. I think, like, when it comes to it, even though I have certain criticisms of the character and I don't know if it's exactly a perfect introduction of Kingpin, I still Mm -hmm. really appreciated having him back and just kind of that in itself was enough for me as like a Daredevil fan. I feel like I'm feeding on these crumbs of content. Like I'm sort of (laughs) taking whatever I can get. Um, And so having Vincent D'Onofrio back was amazing. But I do think, I do think it's interesting sort of the differences to his character. I think he's definitely, I I know Vincent D'Onofrio has talked about how he's playing the same version of the character that Mm -hmm. we had in Daredevil, but I'm convinced more and more like on rewatching Hawkeye that this might be some sort of variant and that they're leading into a soft reboot situation just because the kingpin that we see in Daredevil feels a lot more brutal and sort of Mm -hmm. different in his motivations as well um, compared to this kingpin. Um, I don't know if it was, if I'm the only one that sort of feels that way. I know the people were (laughs) criticizing his wardrobe a lot on TikTok. (laughs) I know that was like the biggest thing that people wanted to focus so so I I was one of those people who was like what are you my guy like what are you wearing um (laughs) I did see that apparently that was a reference to a comic um that he did have actually have that outfit on so I'm like okay I can kind of let that slide a little bit now um my thought is that if they are keeping him like supposedly like as the same kingpin that we know and love from the uh, Netflix show is that like either he survived the blip and Vanessa didn't or Vanessa was like because you can imagine like with all the chaos that happened when Thanos initially snapped like planes were crashing you know car accidents and everything maybe Vanessa was killed in that manner so I I think like maybe like something just happened to him like if, if he had like a mental breakdown or he's he was one of the people who like disappeared for five years and now is coming back and is like trying to adjust to this new world like everybody else that I'm kind of that's kind of the only way I could see it as him being the same kingpin from Netflix. Like something happened to him to kind of like 
change his perspective or his approach to things. Another thing is like also just writing, like the the, the ratings that they have to have on, on like Disney Plus shows versus like the mature ratings that they could do for Netflix. I don't know. I, he definitely was acting the same way. Like his approach to the acting, like he had the same tone of voice. Like he, like there was one point where his whole face was like twitching after his yes. talk with Eleanor. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's him. That's Kingpin. That's like the guy. Uh-huh. But then, you know, of course, obviously he can't like beat Kate Bishop up to a pulp. Like that's, that wouldn't yeah. really play well with like the Disney plus um, rating requirements or whatever they're called. So I don't know. I think there's room for room for him to become more of like the kingpin that we know. Um, I think also with Hawkeye being as lighthearted as it was, it might not have been the best project to introduce him in. Um, Something, because as far as like Disney Plus shows go, um, I would say like probably the Falcon, the Winter Soldier is like the most gritty Mm -hmm. out of them all. So maybe a show like that might've been like a better way to like bring him in. But yeah. same, same as like you were saying, I'm, I'm really just happy that he's here. I'll take what I can get at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I think you're right that they could play it off as the same kingpin, even after Hawkeye, if they kind of go into the backstory with what happened with the blip, I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a huge part of, you know, the whole storytelling with kingpin. We need to know what happened with Vanessa, who got blipped and what specifically went down because um, he does seem a little bit different. And we do, I mean, we left off with him in season three, uh, you know, going back to prison. So I also (laughs) want to know what happened with that and why he's out and about and running business again. Um, And so I think they, they have the opportunity to kind of like, if there were certain problems with the Hawkeye show that they can kind of go back and repair um, by exploring more of his past with the blip and everything. I think that could that could work out. No, definitely. And, you know, Marvel has shown us that they're capable of doing stuff like that, like how they re- kind of repaired the whole absence of the Natasha and Clint friendship through yeah. Hawkeye. I, it, it would be easy enough for them to go back and do that for Kingpin. Um, I, what I'm really curious about though, is I, I, like, I just really want to know what happened to these characters when Thanos snapped like who was blipped who was left behind like it's and hopefully that is something that is addressed um in a future show if if uh, Matt Murdock is a is a cameo or like a kind of like a recurring cast member or in a Daredevil season four like it because like you were saying it really does it would tell us so much about how these characters basically have gotten to the point that they are now if they're doing a soft reboot um or if they are going to be the consistent same characters from Netflix it's going to tell us a lot about you know if Marvel has to make any changes to their personalities just because of copyright reason or or the ratings or whatever the blip and that's a good thing too like the blip just makes it so easy for them to kind of deal with that it's like a kind of a get out of jail free card for them I don't know if you feel the same way (laughs) Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. And I've been thinking a lot about how the blip kind of would change these characters and how Marvel could use the blip to their advantage, depending on whether or not they want to do a soft reboot. That's why I talked a little bit about this on TikTok, that I think um, all of the main characters like Foggy, Karen and Matt, I think they all got blipped Mm -hmm. because I think that gives Marvel kind of an opportunity to just 
plot them back into the story just because a lot of character motivations would be changed around if like one of them got left behind and then it would sort of change the dynamic between the characters and I think if they want to give a fresh start they're going to say that the main cast got blipped and Kingpin didn't and that's sort Mm -hmm. of why he's back Um, and I think I think it would just be so interesting even aside from how it helps in storytelling about whether or not they're they're doing a reboot I think it would just be so interesting to see how the blip affected these characters because in the Netflix show we didn't get to see a lot of direct impact from the MCU onto the Netflix shows in the same way that the Netflix shows impacted each other like we saw the battle of New York kind of impact the ball from the start and that's where the story sort of began but we didn't Mm -hmm. see the greater MCU tie into these shows so seeing them actually be impacted by the blip would be really crazy and I think solidify that hopefully if they want to canonize these shows and kind of bring in that same iteration of these characters and just give them a, a soft start in a way with the blip, I think it would be the perfect way to do it. Definitely. It's because I, let me, let me try to get my thoughts in order before I continue. It's, it's something that I feel besides like with Monica in, in WandaVision, like very briefly, the blip and how it impacts the people who like vanished versus the people who didn't, I feel like wasn't, hasn't really been explored that much like on a personal level, like deep dive, like, well, to be fair, like the Flag Smashers, that was also like a thing for them that their lives were impacted when everybody came back. But for people who disappeared and missed those five years, that hasn't really been touched on too much. And it would be great, especially with characters as grounded as as the Daredevil cast to see kind of like their day-to-day, like, okay, if all of them, if, you know, Matt, Foggy, and Karen all just appeared, you know, that means they kind of have to start their business up from scratch. Like how much of time passed between the end of season three versus Infinity War? Like, where were they at that point in their lives? And if some of them stayed behind, but some of them were blipped, like, for example, like if Foggy was the only one who like survived like did he go back to working for like a big firm again like what happened with him and Marcy you know just things like that it's seeing people kind of adjusting in their in their lives after coming back from the blip is something that Marvel really should touch on a little more just because like the blip was such a big deal and has affected the story like we saw with the Eternals like that was something that really motivated was like kind of like the whole reasoning like behind the movie the Eternals mm-hmm. and it would also kind of give um because I saw this was like a thing that I've been seeing on Twitter people saying like from now on all these new heroes kind of have to explain like why they didn't help fight against Thanos mm-hmm. and it's like okay well if you have somebody like Daredevil the defenders who were gone and then came back then that's kind of like okay that's we get it that's why they didn't show up um yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's definitely, it's an easy route to take, but it also would open up the room, like open up room for so much character development. I think so too. And I totally agree with like, I think it's especially great to see ground level stories, like the the stories that we see in Daredevil and those characters dealing with the blip, just because I want to see how the majority of the world is dealing with the blip. I know that we get mm-hmm. to see kind of bigger characters deal with the blip. Um, but I think seeing it on small scale and seeing like, I, I'm assuming Daredevil might show how it affected Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would love to see stuff like that and see a lot of like 
uh, a lot more explanation and a lot more exploration of just like how it impacted the little guy, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I think Daredevil would be, uh, it would be great to show those characters and how it changes even just their everyday lives. Like, like you were saying with how Foggy's life would change or like how his, he would go back to work at a bigger firm or his relationship with Marcy, like seeing those smaller changes in people's individual lives would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So something that you just said, um, triggered it's it's going to be a little bit of a change of topic but um because when you said like you know seeing how it affects the little guy immediately made me think of spider-man and Mm -hmm. i remember we were talking about how like if matt appeared in no way home meeting spider-man meeting peter that could kind of be like a connection for him to eventually like interact with the avengers in the future but Mm -hmm. as we saw at the end of no way home nobody knows who peter parker is anymore (laughs) so i think we can it's safe to say like matt's kind of safe quote quote unquote safe from like bigger cosmic level stuff with the Avengers in the future but Mm -hmm. I think it would be really interesting because it seems like Spider-Man is also kind of like back to being a ground level hero now to see them interacting again in the future Mm -hmm. in some capacity I do I have to say there were a lot of like sad realizations I came to after No Way Home like thinking of who doesn't remember who Peter is but Mm -hmm admittedly one of the saddest realizations I came to is that Matt doesn't remember Peter and mm-hmm. I really love them their like duo in the comics I love seeing them interact with each other and that was something I was really looking forward to if we did get Matt and No Way Home like oh this opens up the future for like Daredevil and Spider-Man crossing over so now that he doesn't know who Peter is I'm like oh maybe we're not going to see that as soon as I hoped but I do think um since Spider-Man is more ground level like Daredevil and since he's still operating in New York we can see this duo kind of come together and it would probably work a little bit differently since Matt has to kind of be reintroduced to Peter not knowing who he is and everything Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's definitely something that can still be explored and so I am as much as I'm really really sad about what happened in No Way Home I'm happy that it does open things up to like more ground level heroes working together and kind of seeing hopefully Spider-Man and Daredevil crossover. Yeah, I, yeah, realizing that Matt no longer knew not only who Peter Parker is, but that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, um, that did hurt a lot. Uh, I know we talked Mm -hmm. about, like, it'd be really cool to see um, some sort of, like, mentoring thing, like, it would be a way to kind of give Spider-Man more, like, options in terms of like with teaming up with superheroes like it, he doesn't just have to be like with the Avengers he can it would like connect him more to New York than he's been so far and mm-hmm. I agree though like it's still because you know the last time we saw Spider-Man in No Way Home he's swinging through Manhattan of all places um he's like around Midtown so in Midtown's not that far from Hell's Kitchen so there's definitely the um the opportunity there for them to meet up again and team up it would be interesting to see because Peter even though he knows who Matt is he doesn't know that Matt is Daredevil he knows that there's like something yeah. weird about him because of with him catching the brick which also that scene of him catching the brick is was just amazing kiss yeah it's so good it's so good like and him, I'm, I'm a really good lawyer like yes you are and I love oh, you <laughs> it was so, so iconic it really was like it's so so good so good. I love him so much <laughs> um but so Peter knows that there's like something about Matt but I don't think he knows enough to like put two and two together and think oh yeah obviously he's Daredevil like I don't think that's gonna happen so it would be interesting mm-hmm for him to meet Daredevil, like as Spider-Man, meet Daredevil first, 
not realizing yeah. that it's Matt. And then somewhere down the line, like coming to the realization, like, oh, you're the lawyer. But then it's it'll be funny too, I think, because like Matt's not gonna know who this kid is. <laughs> um <laughs> just I, just, I do like it's so funny. Yeah. No, go ahead. What, sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh <laughs> no, I was just totally agreeing that that would be so funny. Like Peter kind of already knows who this guy is. Like once he figures out his identity and Matt still has no clue who Peter is. And I just think that interaction could be really funny. Yes. Like even if if it's like a thing where Peter is like starting to have suspicions because obviously he knows more about Matt than Matt would know about Peter. Um, it'd be just kind of funny. And like, it would be also like a little bit of a callback to No Way Home if he just like throws something at Matt's head, like while Matt <laughs> is not Daredevil. Oh my gosh, yes. But then the question is, would Matt like out of instinct, like catch it or would he kind of just like- Let it happen. And let it <laughs> <laughs> So he doesn't blow his cover. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be, it would sort of be like um, the whole MJ throwing bread at Andrew yes. Spider-Man. <laughs> except with Matt and Peter I think that would be hilarious I I just want all the interactions between them I think that they're two characters who would play off of each other just so well Mm -hmm. um and I and it's interesting too because yes in No Way Home it does leave Peter in like a darker place but he's still like Tom Holland's Peter Parker is still like very I don't, happy is not the right word, um, energetic, I guess, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know, Matt's more like grounded, grittier, uh, like his whole aesthetic is like very grounded and gritty, whereas Spider-Man yeah. um, is definitely more optimistic overall, like despite the uh, the very sad ending of No Way Home. And I still mm-hmm. can see like how they can just mesh together so well. I think so too. I think especially with Tom Spider-Man being the way he is and being like really optimistic and lighthearted, like despite everything that he's going through, still having that very like kind of like quirky and upbeat attitude compared to Matt being so stoic and like um, just everything about Matt um, being generally more depressing and serious Mm -hmm. um, as a person, I think it would add to the dynamic and make it even funnier to have them contrasting each other like that yeah no definitely and just thinking about I at this point I feel like I'm kind of it's more wishful thinking but also seeing Peter interacting with like Foggy and Karen oh my gosh yes (laughs) Peter and Foggy I think would be a hilarious duo that would be they would be cracking jokes left and right I'm sure Matt would be a little bit annoyed by it Karen Mm -hmm. would be totally into it it would be really funny I feel like, do you, do you feel this too? Like that Foggy would be like a huge Spider-Man fan? Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. I think yes. he's got like a Spider-Man poster in his room. Like <laughs> yes. he's a huge Spidey fan. I bet he was like advocating for Spider-Man during the whole Mysterio crisis. Mm-hmm. I think Foggy was probably going around and talking about how Spider-Man's a hero. I think especially because like how his attitude towards vigilantes changed when he found out about Matt and being daredevil. And I think he sort of grew to understand Matt's motivations. And so now he like, he sort of gets the whole superhero lifestyle. And I think he, Mm -hmm. he loves Spider-Man. Definitely. That's my head canon. No, I totally agree. And I also think um, 
because when Matt first shows up in No Way Home, he's on the phone, and I'm like, he's 100% talking to Foggy, talking to Foggy. on the other end. Like, That's Foggy what I was, was like, too. he's like talking to like the, the prosecutor or the district attorney or whatever, and telling Matt the good news, like, oh, they're not going to press charges against Peter, and Matt was there, and so he told them, but um, I do, it would have been really cool to see like, almost like what happened in the defenders where Matt comes into the interrogation room where Jessica Jones is being questioned. It would have been really awesome to see like Matt and or Foggy like enter and kind of like interrupt that whole thing that was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I'm happy for whatever, for what we got. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Foggy and Peter is definitely an interaction that I hope we get to see in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's just, I mean, I, I won't lie. I've been like consuming whatever fanfic that I can find <laughs> about this group, mm-hmm. like ever since No Way Home came out. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I doubt we're going to get anything in 2022 in terms of like a Daredevil season four. But yeah, if um, if, you know, Charlie is going to have a cameo in She-Hulk, hopefully we will see not just Matt, but also Foggy, both of them, because they are both lawyers and they're partners. So hopefully if there's like a courtroom scene, it'll be, you know, Nelson and Murdoch again. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So what, if you could have like any, I, I don't know, any like opening scene for a season four of Daredevil or like any like major storyline that you would want to have explored for season four, like what would it be? I think if we had a season four, I would almost want to see right where we left off. I know that's not really typical in like going from season to season, like usually it's not a direct continuation, but I I like to think in my mind that like the, I mean, the blip happens in 2018, which is when Daredevil ends in real life season three and Mm so I sort of think in my head that like the reason that we didn't get more daredevil is because the blip took out those characters so I sort of want to see I really want to see uh where the blip happens if it is at the end of season three um Mm -hmm. and if not then I want to start with like what happened to these characters during the blip but as an overall storyline I would really love to see Dex come back as bullseye because we sort of got a taste of his character. We didn't ever get to see him as Bullseye, mm-hmm. but we got a taste of his character and his background and his motivations. And we were sort of left with that cliffhanger at the end of season three, where we see Dex being operated on. And I really want to see what's next for that character. But I wonder if we're ever going to see that if they do something like a soft reboot, because you would probably need the background of Dex's character. You'd have to sort of watch the Netflix shows and understand his character before they introduce him. So I do, I am nervous that it might not be something that they do, but I really, really want them to. I think the actor that plays Dex is great. I think he is such a a horrifying villain and he does an amazing job at playing Bullseye. And um, I I mean, just being a comics fan, Bullseye is kind of one of Daredevil's biggest foes. So actually seeing him on screen would be amazing. And it's just something I really, really want to see. And I'm hoping that they do it at some point. I agree. I, that's definitely, and if anything, because it, yeah, it's true. It's, it would be tricky just because like, we don't know like all the legalities with like the copyrights for like, you know, Netflix versus Disney plus, if that's like something that they can like really 
pick and choose from like if they can actually like be like oh you know just watch those shows first then come to us I don't know but Dex I I agree like I feel like his story was just starting like especially how things ended in season three like he would definitely want revenge on on not just Daredevil but also you know Kingpin and I feel like Mm -hmm. that would be a great like enemy triangle going yes. on because that last fight scene between the three of them like it's like who do I focus on like we're, we're we're all just like out here trying to kill each other not really some of them yes but not not daredevil like when when Matt um jumps from like fighting kingpin to like defending Vanessa from from uh from Dex is like just like things like that and so seeing that playing out in like a longer term like battle of like the minds and physical as well would just be utterly amazing. I actually forgot that season three ended in 2018. So as soon as you said that, my first thought was like the very opening of season four would be kind of like uh, like a reshoot of that scene of them, you know, with the napkin. And then Mm -hmm. immediately after, like people start like turning into dust. Yes, that's what I want to see so badly. And the thing is they could like, I'm just imagining like how horrifying it would be for Matt if he's like not one of the first people to go or one of the people to go I, at all. Oh my gosh, I've been thinking like, about this. Cause like he would hear it in a mm-hmm. way we can't, he would like smell it and like almost taste it too probably like, mm-hmm. and then it it would also be interesting if he's like not one of the people who disappears. Cause I've, I've always wondered about this and I don't know if I appreciate Marvel not touching this or if I want them to do it, but I always wondered like if there were any religious groups who were like claiming that this was like the second coming or Mm -hmm. something like that and seeing how that would like play with Matt's um, Catholicism yeah I think that's like a really big opportunity there like I almost it talking about this now almost makes me wish that Matt doesn't get flipped and like the first episode is just like covering like the five years where it's him and like Bucky's gone, Karen's gone, and like pretty much everybody's gone. Like, I don't know. I it would also be really cool just like if all of them are gone, if he's if Matt's like the last one to go. And then coming back, like how they did with Yelena, that she like comes back almost immediately in her in her mind. And then like all the chaos that's happening around them when you know people are suddenly returning. Yeah. I don't know. I think you do bring up a good point. Like it would be so interesting to see what would happen if Matt was the one who stayed behind and I think it would it would echo the tone a lot of season three and kind of seeing Matt what he's like when he's isolated and alone and having to deal with that and I think seeing you know how he he deals with his religion and his Catholicism um throughout this whole the throughout the blip I think it would be really amazing to see and I think people on TikTok keep bringing up how sad it would be they're talking about like his radar sense and like you Mm -hmm. said like how he would feel things differently compared to other people like he would experience it he would be hearing things um someone said he would hear like half the heartbeats in hell's kitchen disappear and I was like oh I did not need to think about that that totally destroyed my heart like he would probably hear Cause you got to think about like he, he, his senses, he experiences the world differently than we do. And we kind of get like an idea of it. Like when he tells people like how he knows like what they ate or how he can like hear people, what they're doing, what they're feeling like on a different floor or whatever, he would probably hear like everybody's people who are getting dusted, like their body 
turning to ash like he would hear yeah. the them dissolving and everything and if it's happening to people that he loves and cares about like the, the horror horrifying. Like, yeah ooh. yeah oh god it's really That's, sad it's sad and you brought up a good point how it would definitely reflect if he's the one who survives it would reflect like his journey in season three and if marvel were to do like a soft reboot that could also work for them because mm-hmm. then he, he goes through that journey again without yeah. them really having to rely so much on what happened in season three for that mm-hmm. I don't know, food for thought so good work yeah yeah it's yeah marvel we need to know <laughs> I, I I'm like so anxious to know. I, I'm going to be really disappointed. Like I'm going to be happy no matter what they do, mm-hmm. but I, I, I admit I'm going to be disappointed if we don't ever find out what happened during the blip with these characters, only because I have so many questions and I'm so curious to see what happened. Yeah. Hopefully we do get something just if only to like, kind of, especially if it's like a soft reboot. So that way they can kind of give some backstory without having to rely too much on like the Netflix backstories. Um, Mm -hmm. Gives them a little, little padding to work with, um, with those five years. But yeah, I agree. Like we'll be happy. We're going to be happy that we're getting content, but I think regardless of what happens, there's going to be a little part of us that's disappointed about something, which, you know, that's what happens when you, when you reboot a series. Um, But it is what it is he's he's here he's canon it's not a Ralph Boner situation I'll take <laughs> it yeah thankfully because Ralph Boner that I it, it's I'm still it's almost I'm a year later it. I'm not over it yeah me neither <laughs> it's like I because somebody was um I forget like what the context of the conversation was, but somebody was commenting on one of my Daredevil posts and they were saying like, oh, you know, I don't think it's like that big of a deal that they like didn't recast Vincent D'Onofrio. Like, I think it would have been fine either way. Um, Thinking like, can you imagine the outrage if they're like, oh yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back, but his, he's like actually like Richard, whatever. Like he's not Wilson Fisk. He's like some... (laughs) It's like, oh, but you can call me Dick or something. (laughs) There would have been outrage. That would have been, oh my gosh. Just imagining it, no. It would have have hurt so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It would have like, it's him, but he's not he's not Wilson Fisk. No. No, 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 no. Daredevil fans, we've suffered enough, you know, Mm -hmm. like when the show got canceled and trying to get it back and trying to get a season four, if they were to tease us like that. It would just be cruel at that point. <laughs> it would. It really would. And mm-hmm. and it's almost because if it if the show ended 2018, it's we're coming on four years. Four oh, wow, years yeah. this year without any new Daredevil content. Like, you know, we got we got him a little bit in, in No Way Home. We got um Vincent D'Onofrio in in Hawkeye, but actual like the Daredevil series, almost four years. And I'm like, what you said earlier, if they were all gone for five years it would be so cool and a little meta if they did like a season four in 2023 like when the snap happens in in the mcu timeline because then it's kind of like oh they're back like Mm -hmm. it's been five years they were gone is because of the blip it's it's you know it's a thing and now they're back um that'd be a little little meta and you know the sooner the better in my opinion but i'll I'll take 2023 (laughs) yeah yeah i it definitely like if Hawkeye is any indication of like their approach for writing, it definitely 
will be a different daredevil i'm still hopeful that they'll like introduce this like the thing that they have in the uk that's like star yeah that it can be like rated r content i'm still hopeful that they'll introduce that into like the u.s disney plus at some point so that they can do daredevil the way it was intended to be written but i don't know i i'm i will admit i am a little scared about how it's going to turn out um because at the end of the day like you know we'll be happy that we get some new content but if it's not what we fell in love with like will it ruin the show for us overall like can it can we kind of just ignore that it's hard if you're an MCU fan because with everything connecting you kind of have to watch everything yeah so it's like these are my characters but they're not the characters I fell in love with I have to Mm -hmm. suffer through this like I I don't know it like it would almost and again it depends like how much they're not like their characters if it's like Vincent D'Onofrio on Hawkeye where he's saying that he's playing the same guy but it doesn't really feel like him it it was it was a little hard for me to watch him like as the episode progressed because I'm like this feels almost like a parody yeah that's a and good way to put it, it. It, it yeah it, it just kind of felt like you know from the wardrobe choice to to like his like his line about Goldman Sachs like quitting her job like she works in Goldman Sachs I was like that that's not something you would say like that does not feel like something you would say and it's like okay I don't know if this is just you guys adapting him to work in the MCU or if it's you guys kind of doing like a more subtle Ralph Boner thing towards us, like kind of mocking like the Daredevil fans a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah, I think I I definitely I have a lot of concern for Daredevil because, you know, like you said, we fell in love with like the characters that we were given in the the Marvel Netflix show. And I do worry if they're not adapted uh, quite faithfully and if they're sort of changed in ways that aren't really beneficial to the character. Um, I do worry, especially with, you know, if we don't see these characters in a mature rated TV show or rated R or however they would rate it like if it was made a lot more PG and then they're making a lot of changes to the character I do wonder like how it would make me feel as a Daredevil fan because I am so attached to the way the characters were originally written and the way the show originally played out so I think I'm I am skeptical but I'm going in with high hopes um, but I do definitely have my concerns and I do I do worry about what's going to happen just because this show is like so near and dear to my heart yeah no I I agree um oh okay here's here's a here's a question for you if you had to choose mm-hmm. Daredevil season four happens and it has a similar writing to Netflix but everybody except Charlie and Vincent has been recast or keeping Gosh. the whole cast but having a more like Disney plus writing approach what would you prefer this is a hard question. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it would be it would be everyone except Charlie and Vincent. They keep recast. Charlie and Vincent, but recast everybody else, and they oh keep the writing style of the Netflix show. Or they keep everybody, the whole cast. They get to stay, but the writing style fits more of like the MCU as it is now. Oh my gosh. I think this is the <laughs> hardest question I've ever been asked because I think, oh my gosh, 
I really, really want Daredevil as it was continued on like season four. That is the optimal situation, you know, getting to see these characters um, and getting it written well and, Mm -hmm. you know, thematically matching the Netflix tone. But I think the cast was done so perfectly. Like I think without Karen and Foggy being the same, I don't, I don't know if it would feel right. I I think I might be willing to sacrifice season four to get the whole cast just because it would yeah. feel so, it would almost feel wrong having different actors play those characters because in my mind, like they fit so well with the I characters. Agree. And that's already, that's who I see. Like that's Foggy Nelson, that's Karen Page and they can't really be replaced. And I think their chemistry with Charlie Cox is already so amazing that I don't know if anyone else could play it off with him as well as they do. So I think I think my answer is I would go with Disney Plus and the same cast just because I fell in love with this cast and they really are so perfect. And I think, I mean, I guess this is the situation that we're sort of in now with Disney Plus taking on these characters. I think that even if it's written in a very PG way, very, you know, lighthearted comedy action MCU style, I think that I can find some redemption in it from the actors just being so great at playing their roles. And I think maybe just seeing them again could be enough, at least at least a little bit. I think it would be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm <laughs> I That's a hard question. It's a hard question. And I'm still oh not gosh. even sure what my answer is. <laughs> <laughs> it came to mind. I was like, I don't know the answer. Let me ask just what she thinks. <laughs> because it, it's it's a really hard question. I do agree though that the chemistry of the cast is like part of what makes the show like so great. And I think whatever script you give them, that chemistry is, it's not going to go away. The script mm-hmm. isn't going to impact that. So they can still play off of each other really well, even if it is, you know, different writing. Um, and, you know, we also know that Marvel can tell a really good story. It's not like they they don't know what they, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um so while it would be weird and would take some like getting used to, I think I'd probably go with with um, your answer as well, keeping the cast, but like Disney Plus writing instead of like replacing everybody. Um, because yeah, because even if you replace everybody, you don't know if those replacements are going to fit the characters and the dynamics that already exist as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think keeping the whole cast is probably the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's it's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good question. It really it gave me a little bit of a crisis there. I saw it. I saw like when I said it, your eyes just kind of went like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, I like felt a physical reaction to that question. I like was in shock. I think. Okay, everyone. Well, that's it for this episode of the Phantom Report. Thank you guys so much for joining. Trista, is there any last comments, thoughts, anything you want to share with us before we sign off? I think I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing more Daredevil. I mean, we've got Charlie Cox in the MCU. Finally, we've got Vincent Mm -hmm. D'Onofrio. And I think things are looking good for us. I think we can be skeptical, but I think ultimately, you know, we should be hopeful for the future of Daredevil. I agree. And seeing the fandom for Daredevil grow will also definitely create a better experience and you know, we're, we're all gonna get to experience the character, whatever direction Marvel takes takes them in together, which I think will be a lot of fun to see, especially seeing how the Marvel fandom has grown over the last few years. So Mm -hmm. I agree, lots to look forward to.
So you guys, if you're not watching Daredevil yet, um, probably shouldn't have watched this video because there were a lot of spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> lots of spoilers. Um, but hopefully we convinced you to watch it because it is a very, very good movie. Amazing. Yeah, movie. Show. I'm sorry. Show. <laughs> it's a very good show. Um, yeah, because the movie was kind of not, <laughs> not amazing. No. Oh gosh. That's a whole, that's a podcast for a whole nother day. That's a whole other, that's a, well, we'll yeah, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys, uh, if you're in the process of watching Daredevil, but you haven't watched Daredevil yet, you know, get through it. It is so good. You won't regret it. And, you know, you'll able, you'll be able to understand more of what we were talking about in this episode. Yeah. Um, but if you guys aren't following Trista on TikTok or on Instagram, you're definitely missing out because does she does amazing Daredevil content. I'm always Thank cracking you. up every time. Thank <laughs> every time you. I see what you do, it's is she understands, and as you can tell by this episode, she understands that character so well. So definitely give her a follow for more Daredevil content. Um, and we will see you guys all in the next podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Trista, again for joining. Thank you for having me. No, absolutely. Anytime. You are welcome on this show. Anytime. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you again. And see you soon. Bye. Bye.